Hey everybody, Shug me the Mooney. It is Sunday, June 28th. Is that correct, Shug? Um, so basically yeah. today we just wanted to pop in and just uh, talk about some new things that happened over the weekend because it's Sunday and then we have another show tomorrow that we're going to drop. And that's going to be more more uh, content for that. We're going to talk about more tomorrow, but today we just want to get in a few little uh, ideas Basically, over the weekend, um, a couple of days, a couple of days ago, Family Guy, Seth MacFarlane, uh, they announced that they're gonna uh, not use Cleveland. Is that basically, or they're gonna change the character, or they're, they're just gonna not nah, use No, um, for the entire time that, um, for the entire time that Family Guy has been on the air, um, the first three seasons, um, then they got canceled, then they brought it back. And they also had a spin-off show called The Cleveland Show. Character of Cleveland Brown, which of course is a play on the, the football team. Ah, I just uh, it's that. actually it's actually been um played by a white man, that character. And in light of um recent uh social events, the act the voice actor Mike Henry has decided to uh vacate the role and that role will be recasted with a black person or they might just scrap the character altogether. But I, I hope that they um, bring in a black actor because, you know, that's, that's one more role for um, black people in Hollywood who are trying to um, break into the business. And that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. But the character uh, Cleveland it was like it was kind of like a, was like a subordinate character to begin with. Like it was kind of like he's like the wasn't always like a joke. Wasn't always kind of like the uh, like a, like a character, you know, like a silly character. And it was a cartoon, but um, I mean, I think the the whole point of it was that they were basically doing like a they, they were kind of like doing like a stereotype with the, with the voice and everything. So, yeah, that's, that's that's that's. I, I think it's just just scrap it. I think they should scrap it, and yeah. I I don't think so. Um, oh, you're a fan of you like it? I I was never. I I watched the show, um, the Cleveland show, um, but I wasn't really a Family Guy guy. So yeah, so I'm I was a big fan of the show. Um, earlier on, I'm not so much these days, but I do recall that I actually looked up who voiced Cleveland because Cleveland obviously was, you know, when I watch shows, I usually associate with like the black guy or the black characters. And I looked it up because, you know, I thought, you know, Cleveland was probably um, voiced by a famous black person because Meg was voiced by Mila Kunis, who at the time, you know, you knew her from that 70s show. Seth Green voiced Chris Griffin. And you knew him from Austin Powers and a lot of stuff, a lot of different movies during that time period. Lois was voiced by Alex Bornstein, who I knew from Mad, uh, TV. Mad TV. Yeah. And but then also, um, there was another someone else voiced it at first though, uh, before M- Millie Kunis. I think yeah, it was Lacey Cuthbert. Uh, not Lacey Cuthbert. Lacey uh, Shabert, uh from yeah. Mean Girls. Uh, Eliza right. Thornberry. Yeah, but um, but it's weird because I always, for some reason, I thought it was Seth MacFarlane doing the voice. So I just assumed he did that voice too. Like I was just, 
that that was just something like I always just it, it seems so like weird like like the voice seemed weird like uh, I knew it wasn't like I knew it was a white guy doing it I always knew it was a white guy doing it just yeah to, in my own opinion I I, I always thought but I, I saw like the person I was doing it was um Mike Henry yeah he's, so I just yeah. assumed because I you know it sounds like a black guy's name so I thought it was a black guy so but to my surprise when I looked him up you know, on IMDb or Googled it. Mind you, this is like 12, 13 years ago. This is back when I was in high school. I looked it up and I was shocked to find out, like, you know, it was a white guy doing a black guy's voice. And pretty much his whole his whole um, filmography is pretty much Seth MacFarlane related. Yeah. He has Cleveland Show. He has, and then he's also an American Dad, Robot Chicken, which is also similar to um, Family Guy. And um, yeah, he's been doing that since the beginnings in ninety nine, which is crazy. I yeah, and I, I just thought and Ted, and he's in Ted as well. I yeah, guess Ted. and I just thought it was weird that instead of you know, and this is at the time, and you know, the fact that he's vacating the role now, I applaud it. At the time, I just thought it was weird that you know, for a show full of you know, white characters, and he's, like, the only, like, black character. And also, like, additionally, he had a wife in the beginning of the series, uh, Loretta, mm-hmm. and she was played by Alex Bernstein, and then Alex Bernstein decided that she didn't want to do um, her voice anymore. I can't remember the exact reason why, but, you know, here are two black, the, the only two main black characters, and they're voiced by a white man, and a Caucasian and Asian mixed woman. And I just thought it was weird that for, you know, a show, especially in like 2000, uh, 1999 to 2007 or whatever, they were using a white guy doing a black guy's voice instead of just like hiring a black guy. Who's going to sound more like a black guy than a black guy instead of, you know, using a white guy doing his best black guys impression and it's gone on for a while now yeah very similar with uh before family guy you had the simpsons of course um with the simpsons you have apu which is a indian character that was uh retired hank azaria played him they retired that um but they also had the characters lay and carl which is like two random friends of homer and what I'm saying is that I don't but like that. Those two characters don't have to be black. They're not white. They don't have to be. They're not like distinctly black or white. They just happen to be like two friends. And uh, I remember Hank Azaria did the impression. And it was it's, it's Sylvester Stallone. Uh, no, no, that's the cop. Oh, yeah, so the cop character who's he's black. He's drawn black, but it's it's Stallone. So would you? Would you just like cancel or retire that character as well? The the cop, because um, it's it's him doing Stallone, but they just happened the one time they drew it the first time he just happened to be they they, they drew him uh, brown. So like, is that character still viable? Like, he can you still, is that like okay? Because it's a white man doing like a character that happens happens to be drawn a certain a shade. What do you think, Chug? No, I just, uh, I, I think you should just hire black, I think you should hire black actors. 
black voice actors. But the characters is it's it's Stallone. Like it's him doing Stallone. They just happen to draw him like that. And then, uh, then well, if, have... he's, if he's drawing block, then he should be played block. That's 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 where I that's the position I come from. So just like so, basically, just don't have the character anymore. Is that no, 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 no? No, I mean, keep the character, just change the voice, or yeah, you think so? I think if they just get rid of it, just the show should just end. But also, no, because that's one. Uh, when you talk about Apu. As a half Indian person, Apu was like the only one of the at the time. It's obviously obviously been more uh, recently, but Apu was literally the only Indian person uh, on TV, as far as I can remember, um, growing up. And then more characters came in. So if you took Apu and you know you hired. Uh, actor of um indian descent like let's say they get um uh the, the guy from big bang theory to to voice apu from here on out you know that's fine i just don't think that white character white actors should be playing black cartoon characters because yeah, it's, 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 it's an audio version of like, it's an audio version of blackface or brownface and yeah. You know, you already have these characters established and you already have them written and they're not, you know, these these guys aren't bringing like impressions or any kind of like personality to the character that can't be brought to them by somebody of the race in which they are written and drawn. And that's another thing, too. I think um, the people, these ethnicities, they should be represented in the writing room. Because I think that was the thing with Apu. Yes. A, a few years ago, I, I also talked about where, you know, it wasn't written by Indian people or Indian writer or even um curated by Indian person. It was just done by a group full of white writers, done by a white actor, and it's gone on for too too long. Yeah, I remember uh, me and Chuck talked about this about a year and a half ago. The documentary came out about Apu. The thing about Apu, I believe it's called. We talked about this when we started, uh, when we first met, we, we talked about this documentary. And I asked him what he thought about it because it was more it was more personal to him. Yeah, because it, it was divisive between me and um, a former friend and coworker before me and you worked together. And we actually like kind of drifted apart because of it because, you know, I think with a lot of people, you know, we talked about a few episodes before with um the Aunt Jemima thing and the Confederate flag and these type of things that have been basically normalized. Episode five, part one. Yeah, these things that have been normalized in our culture. And now that, you know, a lot more people have voices, it's being understood that these things that before were seemed inoffensive because the people who were offended didn't have the voice to say they were offended. Now they do. You know, a lot of people are feeling like, oh my God, they want to change everything, blah, 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 blah. Like I was reading today that they want to change our airport in um, California that was named after John Wayne. And the article said 
Democrats are saying John Wayne was a racist and a bigot. But if you look up an interview with John Wayne from Playboy in the 1970s, I mean, before he died, mm. he literally yeah. said himself that he was a racist and a bigot. Yeah, he died in seven, right after the the shooters. Is that what it's called? The movie, the last movie he made, the shooters, or the song that they. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know if that's his last movie, but so like basically it was like seventy six. And he was also a person I did um Yellowface because he played Genghis Khan. John Wayne was oh, Genghis Khan. That. Think about that. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's at least like give me you Brenner, you Brenner, Brenner and um, <laughs> King and I. Yeah, yeah, very um, yeah, because like that that that's that, that's a perfect. That's a that's a perfect way to elaborate on how come now it's an issue that it wasn't before because they people who were yeah, offended it, or didn't yeah, have they, an opportunity to bring it up. Yeah, they're saying now it's an issue. I think it's always been an issue. It's just but now the now there's a forum. There's a forum to like actually bring it yeah. up, especially with social media. Social media, because every yeah. day, you know, like I say, there's always a villain, and there's always a hero sometimes, but more times than not, it's a villain. And these things are being brought out there. And that's why you're seeing a lot of statues being uh, brought down. And that's why you're seeing a lot of racism being called out. Yeah, I'm also thinking about The Simpsons, though. Just my final thought on The Simpsons is that did did they need to make him black, the character? Like the cop character and Lyndon Carr. Like, it, it, it was him just doing a voice. And they just happened. Because I know back in the day, like, this was shocking when when Apu came out the whole documentary. Yeah, I was reading about it, and um, apparently, like in the mid '90s, The Simpsons literally got re- awards, and they were given like certificates of like thank you for um, having a character from Indian descent, and all that. thank you for doing this, and they got awards. And then, like a generation later, you know, pretty much it was twenty twenty five years later, and now, like it was complete opposite. And uh, everyone's like all shocked. They were all, all the creators and, and not the creators, but the producers were shocked. Mm-hmm. But James L. Brooks said that it's my show. I created it. I can do whatever I want. I'm I'm taking some certain things out off of rotation. So like, they took off certain episodes that uh, depicted um, something that at this in 2020 isn't really um, so- socially acceptable. Like we're like we're we're above that now mm-hmm. so basically um he said that i know you you guys are fans and everything but we're going to change things like it's pretty much the same like like him he basically said that we have the right to change things so maybe they'll go back and like take out certain like scenes because um i think that's like what the route they're going to go with uh, them being on the disney plus app yeah so basically um, it's kind of like you know they go yeah. backward then go back and like change it and, you know <laughs> It, maybe like, they'll, maybe they'll change the voice. Maybe they'll have someone go backwards and retroactively just change and just. Yeah, I don't the, think uh, they. Scenes. I don't think they need to do all of that. I mean, I think the um, you don't want to erase um what was already done. I think you just want to recognize that what was done was wrong, and just fix it going forward. To me, that's enough. Like um, you got Kristen and Bell. And Jenny Slate, who played um characters on these cartoons, they were also uh, um, mouth. Yeah, they were also um Big Mouth. They were also oh. um people that decided that they weren't gonna do uh these mixed race actually these characters on these cartoons were mixed race. 
Um, I don't know too much about Central Park because it's on Apple TV. I don't have Apple oh, TV. Oh, yeah. So, so that show just – I've seen ads on it. It's been coming up on my YouTube recently. Mm-hmm. And it seems to be the creators of Bob's Burgers, I believe. Bob's Burger. Mm-hmm. It's the um, same animation. So, yeah. So I don't know much about it. Uh, I'm not that big into all that, the new animation show series. But um, – I know that like Netflix has is Loudmouth, right? Mm-hmm. So basically, yeah. So I I, I really don't, haven't really seen these shows. I haven't really had time to watch a lot of these. I I'm, I used to be a huge fan of animation. Um, yeah. So I I watched Loudmouth. I mean, uh, Big Mouth. And um, oh, sorry, that's my fault. I'm I'm aware of uh, Missy, the character that Jenny Slate played on the show, and she is a uh, half. Um, her mom is a Jewish white woman. And her father is an African American man, and Jenny Slate said, you know, she felt comfortable playing the character because her mom was Jewish, but she at the same time felt, you know, there's a lot of mixed race uh, women that could probably do that role a lot better than she can or do it justice. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, like, um, why give have someone else have the opportunity to like like me if you would hire me to do play a character, you know? Um, and you would have like someone who is like not a white Irish guy. I mean, because I guess that I I believe the idea is there are more than enough uh representation of like white people on you know across different forms of media, movies, TV, etc. And if you're writing these characters that are not totally white, you might want to find. Um, if it's a mixed race, find somebody that's black. Find somebody that's mixed race to play these characters. You look at somebody like Zendaya. Yes, we were, uh, me and uh, Shug were big fans of uh, Euphoria. Euphoria on HBO in 2019. Um, yeah, it was a, it was a u- unique opportunity to uh, showcase different talents, different uh, backgrounds in, in, in a film, in a, in a series. Um, and I mean, I'm I'm all for just um, showcasing different talents and different uh, actors and actresses, and so I think that's the right right route we're going. I think this whole like reset that we're doing now with the whole COVID, like the Hollywood is shut down. When they start up again, I think it's going to be completely different, and it's going to be way different um, uh, demographics for who's working in Hollywood. I really hope. I really hope. Like so. 20, 2016, like twenty fifteen, uh, things started changing, but uh, it kind of like leveled off. Mm-hmm. Everyone got distracted in the last couple of years, uh, but I think it's picking up again, and I think it's the best. Um, what's best for uh, entertainment is to have people represented. That's that's my stance. I I think I know some people are like. Oh, who cares? You know, who cares? Whatever. But no, it does matter because when I grew up, even though I'm a I'm a white man in America, um, I look up to people that have like Irish guys from New York. I I identify with them because that's mm-hmm. me, you know. Yeah. And if you're a Bangladeshi Bangladesh guy from you know like, you need someone to look up to. And then in media and pop culture is very important. It makes it instills uh, confidence in yourself in society. 
Mm-hmm. Like, and I know, know. Um, like Mindy Kaling, right? I remember the first season, like the pilot season of The Office, like Kelly Kapoor was portrayed as like a very um, conservative, like Indian woman, blah, 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 blah. Right. And then and later, it, right? Se- later season, if you, you know, heard Mindy Kaling or you've seen her in other things, you've seen like, all right, this is not how like an American born person of Indian descent is like we have a personality um we do this and then like she was played the character Kelly Kapoor was played like that from like season two to the end of it but she had her own show on Fox she left exactly and I was like a show starring like an Indian woman that's something you would have not seen like 10-15 years ago it was canceled, but yet it came back though. It wasn't on. Uh, but it was yeah. on for a while, so it wasn't something that was just like, all right, let's fail, like let's move. Yeah, on. it no. wasn't a failure because n- mm-hmm. no shows lasted on Fox. But um, yeah, so basically, yeah, but she had her own identity. It was like, uh, of course, you have the ethnicity and all that stuff. But then she was also kind of like a valley girl type thing. With shows like you, you could be yeah, complex. Yeah, she just was her. She just was her. She, yeah, she, yeah. she wasn't like you know boxed in or like two dimensional. She was three dimensional. Like I'm a Indian person, and I'm like this, and I'm that. Like if you look at me, you would just you know think, all right, like this is some kind of like black dude, or he's an Indian dude, or he's um some kind of mixed race. I don't even know, like The Rock. <laughs> But it's, uh, it's also like I'm I'm a person of Caribbean descent, so I got a lot of like Caribbean yeah. You're, me, you're, you know? you're 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 complex, and it needs to be represented in in media and like entertainment. So other people who are who don't who never will meet someone of your background with that now they kind of know them through media. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, because I never met like fucking like I met you know like some people I never met before but I, I feel like I know them and I, I respect them and stuff. And I think that's important. And that's the role of media, you know, mm-hmm. Hey, you know, we, me and you both studied media and, um, yeah, it's you like, know, we, you know, the last yeah. couple of years I've seen like a lot of, um, especially, um, John Cho, you know, from, um, Harold and Kumar and American pie. Uh, hey, it was in a lot of things. Yeah. I remember. Yeah, I and it was yeah. just like, you know, like, uh, you never look at them like, oh, why is this like um, Asian person? Like, why is he not talking with an accent? Yeah, you know, that's because now you're seeing a lot broader spectrum of people. You're just seeing American people that look different. And just to bring it back to the um, Cleveland Brown thing, yeah. and what we talked about with you know, all right, you know, a lot of people might be complaining when these guys like abandon these roles or whatever and it seems like oh now it's a problem you know my first reaction when i saw actually kristen bell and jenny slate abandon those roles i was you know to myself i was like yo i think cleveland brown should or mike henry should drop cleveland brown i mean they kind of um uh amended it in the um cleveland show because i believe um one of that end uh, it a few years ago, but his wife, his daughter, and I think his son were actually played by actual black actors. And Family Guy. Um, oh wow! Uh, 
2020. No, he's still, he does, he does a character still in Family Guy. Yeah, he's still but, on Family Guy. But while he, because remember, he, um, his character for the spinoff, they moved somewhere else. Yeah. So Family Guy yeah, actually, so. um, brought in a new character. I think his name was Jerome. And that character was actually played by a black man. Oh, so yeah. it's not to say Seth MacFarlane and, um, Mike Henry didn't realize or um, ignored the fact that they might have um, had a wrong done in the earlier part of um, both series. They've amended it, and I think they fully amended it now. But like I say, it's um, it's not like these things weren't an issue because this was something – I went to high school in 2005, 2004 to 2008. And when, I, when Family Guy came back, and I used to watch it every Sunday after um, The Simpsons, and I used to watch American Dad and stuff like that, I always felt that it was weird that a white guy was playing Cleveland and they couldn't just hire a black guy. So it's not something new. It was just something that's been on people's mind and they never really thought like a change would be made. And here we are in 2020 and a change is finally being made. Right. Yeah. So basically uh, later on in another episode, we're going to talk about the nineties more like Simpsons. And we're going to, I, I, I want to talk about the late nineties sitcoms, Cause I've been watching a lot of late '90s sitcoms, and it's it's jarring, like the things that were, the jokes, and like it, it would not fly now. Like, even though a lot of this, what I what I'm watching is a satire, mm. like everything was written by a woman, but it's like anti-women in today's eyes. But it was written by a woman, uh, the woman from um, she was on South Park, which is very similar to Family Guy. So we'll talk about it in another episode. I think maybe in a couple of weeks we'll talk about that. Um, but we're going to talk about um, Megan Fox. Shug. Recently a video was put out of Megan Fox on Jimmy Kimmel. I assume it was promoting um, one of the Transformer movies directed by Michael Bay. It was Transformers 1 in 2007. Yeah. So um, she told a story about how at the time she um, got a role as a extra, as an extra on um, Bad Boys Two. I mm-hmm. I assume it's in um, the club scene um, in the very very beginning of the movie, and she was supposed to be sitting in a. I, I don't again. I don't understand why like a fifteen sixteen year old girl. Yeah, it would have been be involved in this in this scene in particular. It would have been like 2002, so let me think. Uh, 2003, Bad Boys. So, yeah, 2002 was filmed. Yeah, so I don't understand why, like, a 15-year-old girl would be in this scene. Um, She was supposed to be sitting at a bar, um, taking a drink. Which is weird. Mind you, it's like a Steadicam kind of, like, CGI scene. So it's like you really wouldn't have seen her, but the child, like, um, acting labor laws said, like, you know, she couldn't do that because you can't show, like, a underage person drinking. So her story, it was supposed to be, like, a funny little anecdote. Michael Bay decided to have her be in a bikini in one of those, like, go-go um, Cages, cages or whatever yeah you know that's and the one a, franchise and, i never saw i never saw bad boys but i know what you're talking about i never seen that's the one franchise like i had never seen 
but I, I can picture it now. I know you were talking about the go-go cage. Yes. Yeah, and having like water poured poured over her, and you know it was kind of supposed to like tell. It was supposed to kind of get you inside of the mind of Michael Bay because as um, rumored or the story around Hollywood is that like he's a really like domineering director. Chauvinist, like a, like a male chauvinist, like uh, alpha, like yeah, you know like I mean? he's like a real asshole director. And in response to that, like Jimmy Kimmel, who we'll talk about later on, he mm-hmm. said, "Oh, okay, so this is what he's thinking. Oh, that's what Michael Bay's thinking." And the joke was, you know, usually men will keep that to himself, but he let it out. So it was a lot of heat towards Jimmy Kimmel and it was a lot of heat towards Michael Bay. And I mean, you know, obviously neither one of us are women, but as far as Megan Fox is concerned, I saw Transformers, you know, when I was like 17 years old in the movies. And I didn't really think in the first two Transformers movies, yeah, it was kind of like she was presenting her way to be like the hot chick in high school because she was like the male, the the main female lead for um Stan Witwicky, who was played by Shia LaBeouf. They literally had the the whole cliche of like her washing a car. I mean, I'm pretty sure like they had that cliche where you're like, yeah, like the actual hose when the water was coming out. Uh, then, no, they you know. didn't. So oh, they, okay. they had her um like fixing a car. Ah, but they never I mean. really, like, to me, like, sexualized her. Like, she was just, like, you know, a really... I thought she had power. I thought her character had, like, power. Like, she was kind of more in control of um, the situation than... Yeah, she wasn't, like, a damsel in the movie. She was kind of very um empowered and, you know, do it herself, that type of thing. But obviously, you know, um, with, like, the Me Too movement the last few years and a lot of sexual harassment that has been going on in Hollywood and um, things like that, they, you know, they took that little clip from that Jimmy Kimmel show and try to turn it into, like, you know, Michael Bay was some kind of, like, pervert. They also made up a story that she... They 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 said that he um for her to audition for the Transformers movies they had her come to his house and like wash his car um in like a bikini or something like that while she was like you know nineteen twenty years old but she put out a post on Instagram like basically debunking all of these people that have said these things and she said he never. She never thought of Steven Spielberg or uh, Michael Bay sexualizing her or um, basically um, preying on her. She never felt that way, and there's nothing that they've done that's felt that way. She didn't feel like a victim. Exactly. And she didn't wash his car. Um, Basically, the audition took place on the like uh universal or the paramount or whatever uh studio it was on Once their lot the studio lot yeah and it didn't involve her washing a car so i assume like i say in a movie she's fixing 
uh, Bumblebee um, because she's a mechanic's daughter, so she knows how to fix cars. So I guess Michael Bay had her like pop the hood and look into and and you know try to see if she looks like a person that knows how to fix cars, if she could play a person that fix cars. So they took yeah. that story out of out of whack, and then. You if know, you want me to be a guy like, like Indiana Jones, you give me a rope, I'm gonna whip it. But you know, it's like you have mm-hmm. to actually perform it. And at that point, you can't like you can't just scrutinize every single thing. You can't, you know, like um, you can't like if I'm supposed to be like a lab professor or whatever, you have me dress up like a lab guy and walk around and like look at test tubes and stuff. And but if you have ask a woman to go into um, a, a, like a garage and start like messing around with a car, it's not sexualizing. And if you just want to see how it looks, it's all about uh, how it's interpreted though. So mm-hmm. I think uh, it's, it's, it's like that. Yeah. So yeah. If, we're, if we're talking about a time between um, 2000, 2007, it came out. 2007 to like 2012, where, you know, Megan Fox was on everything. And she was made to be like this, you know, very sexy woman. And she, you know, she's an ex- you know, she's an attractive woman. She still is now. The one movie that I think took Megan Fox and was like, "All right, you're the star of the movie, but we're gonna sex you up. We're gonna put you on all the advertising, and you're gonna look like, you know, you want to fuck everybody else looking at this." Is Jennifer's Object- body? Yes, Jennifer's the- body was depicted i remember when it came out it was pretty much i think one of the posters i saw in the city i was working in manhattan and it was an actual like huge um ver- uh, horizontal poster not like a vertical one it was like a horizontal one and it was her whole literal body jennifer's body so like she was like this and it was like kind of like a kind of like a hill like yeah. like a like a mountain and it was her body and she's like this and it was like blood it was coming out and you know, there were, you know, obviously it was kind of a uh, throwback to the 70s movies, kind of like uh, Suspiria, kind of like that, where it's kind of like women are like in, in distress, that type of thing. Yeah. And. Um, no, well, basically like Jennifer's body, like you would think it was like, it was like. No, no, uh, no. It weren't like, like but, horror porn, but it was like, it was like horror porn. Like women yeah. Uh, here's the thing I wanted to say. Um. So they had her and Amanda Seyfried. Seyfried or Seyfried? I know, Seyfried. I, I know she, we all know who she is. Yeah, um, of Mean Girls and a couple other films. And she was also like a hot commodity at, at the time to be, you know, she was a uh, main female lead in a lot of movies around that same time also. Yeah, she was in a George Clooney film. So yeah. they um, weren't, they were using them as like you know if you remember wrestling like hot lesbian action they would use that in the the promotion of it too so this is like the most over top over the top um sexualization of megan fox at the time who was like in her early late teens early 20s and do you know who directed that movie michael uh, I did and not do you know. know who, do you know who wrote that movie, Michael? It is ironically written and directed by a female woman mm-hmm. who identifies as a woman and is a woman, uh, sexual 
gender, all that. So, but then, but it, could that be a, viewed as a like a guy's? Like, oh, well, a woman did it. So like, let's, you know, that's why I always wonder. I always think about like the other thing, like where, oh well. Yeah, it was know, written by Diablo. It was written by Diablo Cody, who um, I think oh yeah, she won she an did, Oscar for um Juno. Juno, and she did um one of my I love. I don't like Juno. Just for personal reasons, mm-hmm. but I am a big fan of Young Adult. Okay. And then it was um directed by uh Karen Kusama, who also directed um Girl Fight and um Aeon Flux. Aeon Flux, yeah, and Shirley Staron is in that too. Uh, mm-hmm. Aeon Flux, she played uh, the character, which was an MTV show, animation show. Uh, Girl Fight came out. I remember that was a big deal in uh early high school, I think. Maybe late elementary school, and it was a, you know, like I guess at this point we're looking back fifteen years, fifteen to twenty years later, and we thought maybe it was like, oh, this is a progressive, but maybe it wasn't. Like it was kind of like taking a step back. Yeah. So if you've seen like Jennifer's body, um, the point, or actually like the plot of the movie, not to give it away, is um Jennifer goes to see a band and a band um i can't remember if they like rape her but she um the the gang actually uses her as like a sacrifice a virgin sacrifice and i don't think she was a virgin so they couldn't use her so they tried to kill her but like mid sacrifice they turn her into like a vampire but the point, the the point of the movie should have been like the bad guys were like the band, but in addition to using sexualizing her in all the promotion and all of the posters and trailers and stuff like that, uh, the movie itself it really portrays like Jennifer as the villain, and eventually you find out that the the events of the movie are. Um, in the mind of her friend who was played by um, Amanda Seyfield and you know in reality it should have been you know that boy band or that rock band that abducted her they should have been the bad guys of the movie and this is a movie that's made by women but you know before I try to like throw the blame on them you never know. Maybe the movie that we're describing is what they wanted to make. And, you know, the misogyny of, like, the studio maybe said, no, like, you have to make it, like, the way it came out. But I always think it's interesting that, you know, a movie, you know, they, they try you, you, they try to, like, pick apart somebody like Michael Bay and try to turn them somebody that you know, he's not, and then, you know, Megan Fox has to jump in front of it to say, no, I never said that. Hmm. Yeah, but Jennifer, also going back to Jennifer's body, um, when, I, when I saw it, like, I saw it back when it was on, like, cable, like, whatever, it reminded me of, like, uh, Death Wish, or one of those, like, that was just the, you know, MacGuffin, if people that know about film, like MacGuffin is, like, something that happens in the first 10 minutes that launches the movie, and that happening was just like kind of like the MacGuffin where it was kind of like the, the, the gang, the random gang that like killed uh, everyone in like that, the, the, a death wish, death wish type movie. All right. So Jimmy Kimmel. Yes. So what him? Yeah. So Jimmy Kimmel growing up, 
um i was a huge comedy central fan i would just like get, come home from uh, school and just watch like when ben signs money snl kids in the hall and when ben signs money there was a there was a host and it was jimmy kimmel this is late 90s and then eventually that he took that role jimmy kimmel and then he, he got his own show on abc he basically was like the third um the third host of the late night because back then like before like social media and everything um they would have david letterman jay leno conor o'brien uh you know they had craig coborn and you had the other cbs show and then jimmy kimmel was like the alternative and um i was like i was a fan of him but i, I was more of like a letterman guy but uh jimmy kimmel has basically been on the air for like 20 years on abc and he's still on the air now but he came off of uh, the man show which was the his his uh his vehicle on comedy central that show if you watch it today not cringeworthy but it's a little it's a little uh, uh show you watch man have you watched an episode of the man show lately not lately but i do remember the show so basically you would have a lot of trampolines you would have some milk on on uh, heaving breasts um, it was very, very, you know, very raunchy for the time. And people think that the 90s were raunchy, but this was like the late 90s, early 2000s. And it was still very much like that. It was very, uh, like, Married with Children, very, very raunchy. They, they had a whole segment where it was like three minutes of literal women jumping on a trampoline. That was like how they ended the show. <laughs> it was like, get on, everybody. Here's ladies on trampolines. <laughs> and you just watch like this, like, you know. But think about it. It was South Park. It was that, you know. And then Family Guy was also. So we were just, we talked about Family Guy. Yeah. But so, so, uh, just to to tell people about a man show because I was a big fan. It was a show. It was a half an hour show. It used to come on on um, Comedy Central. Uh, that it was. It was South Park was the lead in. It was Wednesday nights at ten thirty. Yeah, so it was a weekly show, um, a half an hour. Yeah, I believe so. So South Park used to come on at 10 o'clock and Man Show would come on at 10.30. And I think that's how I got into it because I used to watch South Park often as I do now. And it, it was, was hosted. It was it. It was, the, it was the place to be. Yeah, it was hosted by Adam Carolla and Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, the show would have different skits and stuff like that, and it would end with um, the last two or three minutes of the show. The Man Show crowd and Adam Carolla and Jimmy Kimmel, they raise their glass. Uh, it would be a big beer stein, and you know, yeah, it was like a, it was like a, a fraternity. It was like a fraternity show. It was kind of like a gimmick where, like, oh, this is like the fifties, but it's in the nineties and two thousands. So it was kind of like that thing, like, hey. It was back then too, twenty years ago, like anti PC. Yeah, so. and it was um they would raise their glass and would say zigzag, zigzag, yo, 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 zigzag, yeah, zigzag, and then they would chug the beer, influencing uh new generation of al- alcoholics, uh, including yeah, myself. But, but it's a very midwestern American thing, you know, like hey, like that's like kinda like uh going back to um honeymooners. You like honeymooners, right? Chug? Not kinda really. like that. It would end the show, and they would end the show saying, now, here's some girls on trampolines. And during the credits, they would roll the credits, and it would be girls jumping on trampolines. 
blonde bimbos with big boobs. Yeah, girls on trampolines with big breasts. And eventually, um, they replaced them with Joe Rogan, uh, who you know now from his podcast. And uh, Jimmy Kimmel, around 2003, he started doing his show, uh, Jimmy Kimmel Live, on ABC. So Jimmy Kimmel um, had left the show, and he did his own show, uh, a late-night TV show, which a lot of people have tried and they have failed. Arsenio did. He failed for different reasons. Uh, Joan Rivers, uh, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, it was always the Tonight Show and the Late Show, Jay Leno and David Letterman. So Jimmy Kimmel broke into it. I wasn't a fan of uh, of of the three because I used to like to, you know, stretch my bedtime out as much as I could uh, as a kid. So I would watch these late shows, but these late night talk shows. And I was more of a fan of Jimmy Kimmel because I knew him from the man show, but it has been brought to light. I wouldn't say brought to light because I'm aware of it. And I actually was a fan of it and thought it was funny at the time. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel used to actually put on prosthetic makeup and, um, what you would call blackface to play uh, Carl Malone, uh, the Hall of Fame basketball player. And I, in in reality, I feel that Jimmy Kimmel was basically making fun of like a redneck, uh, very small-minded person. But this person happened to be a six-foot-ten black man. Because a lot of the, the, the skits with Carl Malone would tend to um, involve him discussing like a really broad subject, but him basically discussing it in a way that small town hick person from the South would discuss it. A good old boy. Like a good old boy, but it happened to be a six foot 10 black man. People would people were saying that it was kind of like an Uncle Tom thing because Carmelo always got kind of shit for like because that's what the, that's what I always heard it was like him making fun of him but it's way you perceive you the way you perceive it yeah uh, that's what they were the, the Uncle Tom was always the word that, the the phrase that was thrown around back then when when the, when it first happened yeah and you know I guess like. The way I feel about it, even though I was entertained by it as a black person, blackface is blackface. And without the man show and when Ben Stein's money, uh, Jimmy Kimmel will probably not have a show that's been on for 17, uh, 16, 17 years like Jimmy Kimmel Live without those shows. So you can't hide from it. And for the most part, I think he's came out and apologized for it. Uh, so I, I applaud him for that. What do you think? If someone, like, comes out and says, or even, like, before something gets, like, uh, put on social media, if someone comes out and says, hey, I did this thing back then, I did this thing 15 years ago, 20 years ago, like, is that, a, is that, is that okay? Like, can you, like, because something happened in the pro wrestling world where uh, there, was, there was a restaurant, Sammy Guevara, he made a stupid joke on a podcast and he got suspended from his company, but he already apologized like five years ago or whenever it happened, like four years ago. And he already apologized to the person 
he made a comment about uh, W wrestler Sasha Banks. He apologized to her, and then there's like actual video of them or like talking to each other, saying like, "Oh, I'm so I'm sorry about this," and she said it was okay. But now it happened like they it came back to light because some people, it's the first time they heard it, and they go, "Oh wow, this just just happened," even though it's already been in the news like years ago. Um, and then he they just they suspended him. So what do you think? Like, is there like a, a time? Is there a time limit thing? Or like, what do you think? It's like, you oh, know? I, think, so, I think it's totally different because he, uh, I mean, I can only speak for myself, but he, um, as far as I know about that, Sammy Guevara, Sasha Banks situation, he was at a WWE tryout or something. And he saw Sasha Banks and he said uh, something along the lines of, wow, oh, rape or something like that oh he said it like, like he actually said it like yeah that's, oh, some, that's somebody like literally joking about sexual assault and something extremely heinous whereas with jimmy kimmel i think the the joke was there but i don't think he fully fleshed it out and thought it out and how long it would, you know, how long it would, I think it was, in in, in a short way of saying it, I think it was short-sighted. Because I think, as we know with, like, a lot of comedians, they come up with these jokes, and they think of it in the moment. And it's very short-sighted. It's like, it might be funny right now, but you don't think about whether or not it would be funny, like, 20 years from now. And I think... Yeah, I, yeah the Ed, Ego, Super Ego, and, like, some things like in your mind is like, oh, that's kind of funny, you know. And then if you actually say it out loud, well, that's not funny. But then you say it's me and you could t- joke around about things. But then if some someone else is like right here next to us, like it's me, me and Shogun, and, and we're just talking about something. And we have that respect that I can like say something and you could say something to me. And I'm not going to like take it all like, mm-hmm. they're, like think you're like, you know, like a evil human being. And um, I think that's that whole like tier of things but, but the, the, everyone should just live live uh with that type of um a filter because you, you can think something and then if you don't want to say it maybe you need to go to therapy and like talk about it you know because it's it that's messed up um but this young guy sammy guara said said something uh jimmy kimmel actually performed a character um 20 years ago in a different a different world different society so basically it's like um yeah what i'm you know I, I always ramble and everything but basically it's like are you comfortable with what you're saying like are you just doing it as a joke to like rope someone the wrong way like, is there any negative negative thoughts that actually inspire what you're saying like like um i don't think i've never like said a joke that was intended to like hurt someone like i never was like you know have you ever like said something just to like piss someone off like you know Chuck? i don't think i've said something um insensitive to like a group of people right um, so if i said something yeah so i if i said something and someone and then like you or someone else like reacted to it in a way i would be like wow you just i i don't i didn't mean it like that i've never like made any comments to purposely like ruin a person's day and just like make someone's life harder 
Uh, but I don't think Jimmy Kimmel did that. I don't think he was trying to do that. I never thought it was funny. Uh, I was not into that. Um, I like Jimmy Kimmel, but I wasn't into a man show. But uh, um, I don't think he was doing it to like piss off a whole like a whole fucking section of the audience. You know? Yeah, like I found it funny. I mean, to be honest with you, I still love because a lot of times when I see Carl Malone, even when I was watching The Last Dance, you know, I would say it the same way like Jimmy Kimmel would would um introduce him, you know. Hi, it's Carl Malone. Yeah. I, so, you know what like, I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> why can't why can't like why does it have to always be about that? Like all right, maybe he just thinks he's kind of like a doofy guy. It has nothing to do with race. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Dude. Like, but his... he actually dressed up. Yeah, he was a fucking prosthetics and stuff. So yeah, that's, that, where that, that's where he 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 crossed the line because, like exactly. I say, blackface is blackface. But when you talk about somebody joking about raping, yeah, that that's, raping yeah, a he, woman, like, uh, yeah, that that you that's know, like. like you know, bizarre. I've never, I've never it's like, like uh, you have know, I ever like rubbed you? Like, have I ever like did some like, hey, dude, man, oh, oh, you know, I'm no, like, bizarre. Like, let me I don't put know. it to you this way like, as a woman, I wouldn't be comfortable around Sammy Guevara. As a black person, I think I would still be comfortable around Jimmy Kimmel. Wow, that's why Shug is eloquent and I, I ramble. <laughs> you just summed it up. Yeah, uh, yeah, basically. So, like, yeah, definitely. Like, um, I he got a, I, I always got a weird vibe from that dude, by the way, from the AEW, assuming where like he seems, a yeah, I'm not, old. I'm not, I'm not familiar with him, so I can't say too much. And see, he, there, therein lies the issue because I don't know him. What I know of him is the fact that he saw a beautiful black woman, and the thoughts that run ran through his head is, you know, I want to sexually assault that woman. You know, yeah, and whether jokingly or whether seriously, I don't. You won't know unless he does it. Yeah, you won't know unless he does it because you won't know if he doesn't do it. You know what I'm saying? Well, if you joke about it, then you think it's like in the realm of like, hey, like, this is just like a normal thing, right? You know, it's like a normal activity, basically. For him. Which is it's shocking. Like, uh, like, I don't know. It's very uncomfortable. I'm. Uh, I'm a mama's boy. I'm you a know, mama's as, boy. As much, uh, people, as much as people talk about like locker room talk, like oh, with bullshit. You, with you, with friends in high school, friends in college, like sexual assault, rape, or forcing somebody, you know, for, forcing yourself on like a woman, it's never been like yeah, funny to against me. someone else's will is it, terrible. It, it, it's like, it no, it just never has been. I mean, you know, you don't want to be like, oh, cause I'm a brother and a son and a nephew, and it could be your aunt, your mom, your sister. The son of there is just in general, that just seems like a very weird thing to like joke about, and yeah. just that you know he felt comfortable enough to say those things on air because wasn't it on a podcast he said that, said that? He, he did it on a podcast he was 22 i think and he not excuse me i'm just saying it was four years ago because he's like still young so it's like he was 22 um but then again I, like i said even like I, I i've never been in like a in a position of dominant i've never i've, I've always excited with people that were like kind of like like i was like bullied i was always bullied and stuff like that so i 
I um, I was that type of guy who was I, I I didn't like people that were so like just uh, overbearing and just like so. That's another thing to talk about. But, yeah. What? Yeah, it was creepy. Like, yeah, creepy. So I, I was always weirded out by some people that were just like put their down, like they're just trying to be all like alpha, like alpha type thing. I don't like that. So uh, I think he was just we can we can um, we'll maybe we'll see him one day down the road. As they say, like some quote, oh, we'll see you down the road, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Oh well, yeah. Well, he he's gonna have to explain that. that I don't know if like, I don't know like, if he's married or whatever, but if, but if AW, anybody Google's him, you know that's that's what's gonna be on his thing. So I, you know, yeah, you have to a, think about these things before you say them. Yeah. So basically, like AEW was like catering towards more of the accepting and like social justice warriors. Like they, like they were like they were embracing the whole idea of change and um, which never actually happened. If you watch the show EW, you, you see, there's only, uh, you only see a couple of people of color on the show Mm -hmm. and uh, they're, you know, gender, different gender things. So yeah, we'll see about that. There's a lot of change going on. We'll see. Yeah. All right, man. This was our show. Uh, (laughs) This has been, Shug me the Mooney, Shug me the Mooney, Shug me the Mooney. Any final right, so, thoughts, Mike? Uh, I'm more on, on everything. I'm, yeah, I'm very excited. Um, I want to get more like you know, like we get silly with it sometimes. We'll like all talk about jokes and do jokes and gags. But uh, tomorrow we're gonna drop another episode and we're gonna talk about uh, more wrestling content. But I think tomorrow Joel is gonna be on, right? Yeah. That's our goal. So Joel is going to be on tomorrow. We're going to talk about The Undertaker. I'm excited about that because uh, that was uh, very uh, – it was uh, it was very like, eye-opening. It was like, wow, this dude's an actual man. Oh, he's an actual dude. Mm-hmm. But uh, hey, we talked about a lot of, like, serious shit today. Um, I'm not a woman. I'm not a, I'm not, I'm not a talk show host. I'm not a black man, you know, all that stuff. But I appreciate uh, Siobhan talk, telling me how he feels about – characters that i grew up watching and i never really thought about it i was just like oh, okay yeah it's a character and i just assumed that it was it was okay like uh with hank azaria a lot of the characters i was just like okay yeah this is he, he he's playing the character and um in talking to talking to shug more uh, i learned a lot more about um how people see thing people perceive things differently and uh, it's 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 really uh it's important to listen to more people and you grow as a person and it's then things get better. How's that? Yeah. And for my final thoughts, um, with the um, Megan Fox, uh, I'm glad like she jumped in front of um the things that were being said in basically uh defense of her when you know she came out and she said you know they there's not really much defending to be done like i said before um and, and mike just said you know these things it's not that these things weren't an issue until now it's that they always were but there never has been a dialogue there's never been a, like you know how does this affect you how do you feel about this a lot of these times, these are non-white characters that are written by non, uh, written by white people. 
um, produced by white people and then voiced by white people uh, without any kind of input from, you know, the race or the gender or the sexuality of the person being represented. So you are, you know, you're basically putting in a representation of a specific group of people without their input and it's being put out to people that may have never met and talked and gotten to know these people and yeah. the fact that today they're, they're they're trying to right that wrong i think is big and there's a lot of people in relation to you know the confederate flags being put down or um taken off of state flags like mississippi and in nascar and yeah, tomorrow we're going to talk about we're going to talk about bubble wallace is that then yeah we're, we're going to talk about, about bubble wallace we'll yes so you know a lot of these changes that are being taken place you know a lot of people are saying like yeah we want police reform but at the end of the day this is my feelings police reform can only be brought on by the police departments and the government and I will not hold my breath on that. We're going to have to keep protesting and we're going to keep having to petition. We're going to have to keep uh, petitioning and we're going to have to keep on donating and stuff like that for that to happen. But they, there are white people in positions of power in different places and they can make these changes and do things within their power. I think we need to accept that and we need to applaud that. Well, in New York, uh, where we are from, we're in the New, uh, New York City area. Um, there was a lot of change. There was a, a vote last week, uh, primary, and um, there was a there was an individual politician that was involved that was held position for like thirty twenty years, thirty years, and now he's not in power anymore, or he's he's leaving office. And uh, thirty thirty year old, forty year old uh, black man is now in a position of power. So we'll see what happens with that. That was, that was a direct result of uh, voting. Yeah. Um. So the black characters, you know, the fact that these actors are stepping down from these roles or basically uh, getting out of the way so that black actors and black writers could be creating these characters, it's a small step because for years, you know, these black characters have been punchlines and um, have been used as basically uh, white people's ideas of black characters rather than, you know, all right, let's bring a black guy in here to, to, to create this black character and this black family and talk about the black storyline instead of just like what our ideas are about it. So for that, I'm proud. But, you know, there's small steps, but it does show you that changes are being made because Cleveland has been played by a white guy for 21 years. And now he's either going to be retired or he's going to be played by a black person. I would prefer the character to stay on, but be played by a black person from here on out. And Jimmy Kimmel... um, uh, I hate to see it as a fan, um, him being ostracized, and I'm glad he came out and apologized. I wish he would apologize sooner, 
But, you know, blackface is blackface, and he definitely, you know, sat in a makeup chair and got that stuff, like, applied to him. All right, so these were my final thoughts. We'll be getting a new episode to you very soon. And now we're on Spotify, and we're also on SoundCloud. So knowing how Spotify works, um, both of us are Spotify subscribers. You can start an episode of ours, and Spotify will save it right where you left off. Right where you left off. Because when I was testing it out, I left it. I left an episode right after, just to test it out, right after the intro, and left it alone. Started making dinner like ten hours later, and it was still at the same spot. So if you feel that our show is too long, you could definitely split it up. Uh, I'm gonna try to start having time codes so you guys could like jump ahead to things that interest you. If you don't feel like listening to certain things that don't interest you. And Spotify is perfect for getting your ass in shape. Start working out, going on a jog. That's what I'm, I'm my plan for the summer is to get my ass in shape. Yeah, get in there and get get some workouts in. Uh, it's nine ninety five a month. I used to get it for free, but now I have to pay for it. But that's another story um, for another day. We'll see. Maybe if I, I think but, I'm I'm still technically getting my Spotify for free, but we'll see what happens next week. But I'll Joe, I'll, I'll endorse Joe, it. Javon, we had a good time today. Um, touchy subject you know i'm not the i'm not the, you know obviously i have my own thoughts and everything about like things i grew up on like i'm not one of those guys who are like you're ruining my childhood to taking away characters i don't give a shit about that i care about the audience and like my, my friends and what they think about uh how it affects them because that's yeah, the whole point of the thing, whole thing things aren't being things aren't being pc or being politically correct they're correcting wrongs that shouldn't have been done in the first place. And, That's how I um, feel about it. It's the opposite. Like we're people who say that it's that's it's a problem, but uh, the people who are nervous about things changing are weaponizing people trying to change society and culture with through media. Like they weaponize it. They're the ones who are trying to say like, uh, "Hey, no, 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 you're you're changing things," you know, like that. But I'm going to that tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to be another episode, and Joel's going to be with us. And uh, I have a friend who's going to pop in. He, he is uh, he is very um, very opinionated. We're going to have fun with him, I think. Yeah. One so, guy. So this was Shug Me the Mooney. Shug Me the Mooney. Shug Me the Mooney. All right. Goodbye, Mike. All right, man. We'll, we'll, we'll talk tomorrow. All right.